Hey y'all, it's Jonna. Laura and I just finished an awesome episode with Abby Alley of abbyalley.com, Abby Alley the brand. She is amazing. Um, Laura and I met her a few years ago when she was a second grade teacher, which that in itself deserves all the praise. And now she is the um, founder and designer of Abby Alley the brand. And she's just amazing. She's really kind of what encouraged Laura and I to do this whole month highlighting fair trade. And she also reminded us it is uh, women's small business month. So, I mean, hello, nailing it. We're, we're killing it. Also known as she killed it for us. So make sure you listen all the way to the end. She shares a very generous code with you guys. And I promise you, I promise you, you will find something on her site that you will love. I did quite a few things. So Um, Thank you guys for being here and thanks for listening. Hey, Donna. Hey, Laura. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) Uh, How are you? (laughs) Well, I'm in the cone again, guys. Yo, man. (laughs) Speaking of cone, did you see I posted a picture on Instagram and our friend Kelly McGee, who's a diehard Georgia fan, she um yes. she messaged me but the guy that wore the dog cone to like there were several of them they wore the dog uh, like the you know the cone of shame uh, yes uh you're in the cone of uncertainty I, um, they were in the cone of shame that's what they wore for their mask to the Georgia football game that which is hilarious kills me oh my gosh but so you're in a different cone I'm in but a different the cone. same yes it is hurricane <laughs> delta's cone and it is not looking good right now so we're recording this is what is today Tuesday. Literally, as we're talking, as we're talking, I just got a message that says Hurricane Delta has rapidly intensified. Yes, yes, yeah. Oh, I got. I woke up this morning to one from the Weather Channel that says you are in the in the um, in the path or some, something like that. Uh, like, okay, <laughs> that feels calm down, Weather Channel. <laughs> calm down. That feels very very aggressive uh, you should change your address i know so i know yeah it is yeah. it's not looking great um for yeah. things down here for the next couple of days uh so i don't know guys i uh, mean <laughs> this could be it at least we'll go out with a discount card. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i'm glad we're recording early because it could it could get a little little dicey, dicey later in the week that's for sure oh my gosh yeah. oh bless it <sighs> i do feel like we have a corrections corner yeah, uh let's go ahead and <laughs> knock that out of the park <laughs> so i got very excited about our conversation with karen for many reasons she is a delight and so fascinating. So honestly, anything she says would be believable mm-hmm. because she's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about a guy that works with beavers <laughs> in Thailand. But- and I was like, <laughs> if you remember, I got very, I was like, good night. Like that's, of course, you know, a guy that works with beavers in Thailand. That's what she <laughs> said. Like, I mean, I went hard in the paint. I even talked about it in the intro. I, I even told Will afterwards, I was like, you know, she just casually drops some guy working in Thailand with beavers. Uh, well, guess what? Apparently she doesn't know a guy that works with Thailand and with beavers in <laughs> Thailand. <laughs> but what she does know is a guy who works with weavers in Thailand. <laughs> she needs, W is a hard letter to really, uh, you know, just really emphasize <laughs> 
weavers. So Laura texted her the link and was like, thank you so much. And she <laughs> immediately, if you saw our Instagram stories, I laid this all out for you. But she immediately like messaged Laura and was like, it was weavers, not beavers. <laughs> Which guys, I'm not going to lie, makes way more yeah, sense. Yeah, it does make more sense. It's strange yeah. that none of the three of us realized the misunderstanding um we just Uh -uh. went with it which you know in our defense both of us are pretty much deaf so there's that (laughs) yeah so it's okay I don't know what Karen's excuse is (laughs) so fine but yeah so we we talked with Abby Allie today who is just amazing in her own right Mm -hmm. and you're gonna all love her she is she is the best but I'm we were kind of giving her you know we just really like to prep uh-huh, our, uh-huh. prep our inter- interviewees, yes. you know, let them know how serious we take this. <laughs> but we did, I did ask up front. I was like, do you know, are, are you going to talk about Weaver or Beaver work in your, <laughs> she's like, no. <laughs> Neither like, just of checking. those things are going to happen yeah, today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now the things we have to, we have to ask our, our uh, interview, uh, interviewers, but. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, that is so yeah. funny. Well, we also have, um, I'm glad we got that out, out there and corrected for all the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. we also want to let you know if you ordered a t-shirt, um, yeah, we, the shop is closed. It's officially closed and we're hoping that they will start shipping around mid, mid October is what we're hoping for. Obviously, because it's 2020. there's uh there's been a little bit of a delay so with some of the shirt colors and so we're hoping 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 that they will start shipping mid-october but we will definitely keep you updated on our socials and uh as we record for episodes to let you know to be watching for them and just remember you bought more than a shirt Mm. you are you made a huge Mm -hmm. impact in the walton adoption huge so Mm -hmm. feel good even when your shirt's not here that you did something yes. good. Yeah. So. And we're still, we're still waiting on an update. I, I wish I had some fantastic news Ugh. to tell you, but I don't. So y'all just keep praying yeah, because 2020, yeah, seriously, we, we think there was a hearing on the 28th of September, but we can't, we've not been able to confer- confirm yeah. or deny nothing, yeah. nothing. So yeah. anyway, keep yeah. praying. Yeah. But now I'm excited about this interview. She is amazing. She is. She is. She's I mean, she went from being a second grade teacher, which let's go ahead and say that's already right. like amazing Crown, and, crowns in heaven for all elementary yeah. school teachers. Let me just go ahead and say that right yeah. out the gate. <clears throat> yes. So she goes from that to designing and founding her own brand that she works hand in hand with uh, people in Kenya and Tanzania. Um, mm-hmm. Tanzania. No yeah. big deal, guys. I mean, yeah. I love you know. it. I love it. She's clearly has a heart for what she's doing. And uh, I'm so thankful yeah. that our paths crossed when we were all Noonday ambassadors and that we um, have the opportunity to visit with her today. So let's get to it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We are super excited to have our friend and um, just someone that we have admired for so long, what she's doing with her brand with us today. And we cannot wait for you guys to get to know Abby Allie more. Um, That is her name and also her brand name. So it's easy to remember. It's a good good name. Yeah, it works. It works really well. Um, And so we want to just jump right in and um, 
help you guys get to know her. So Abby, welcome. Thanks guys. So happy to be here. Yeah. And we also have to give you major, major props, major, major yeah. shout out. This whole month was your idea. You didn't know it at the time. Yeah. It was your idea. Well, I'm, I'm glad. It's a good idea, yeah. you guys, to have yeah, a lot of fair trade going on. Gotta love it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's also Women's Small Business Month. So it's like kind of. I mean, oh. and everybody we're featuring is a woman. Exactly. with small business exactly. so love it which I think that well, speaks highly into women I mean yes and y'all we yeah. totally knew that when we did this and put it yes. on memorial calendar yes. <laughs> yes last year when we had our brainstorming session That's right. we had this planned out we were so yeah. on top of it but Abby did reach out to us and just kind of threw out an idea and John and I started talking about it we were like okay yes for sure we want to have Abby on but how could we do this and so we actually did look at the calendar and I was like wait October is fair trade month what if we just did this whole focus on all of the the women that we love and the brands that we love that are uh, fair trade and um, share all this goodness with our listeners and so thank you for just kind of giving us that um that nudge that kick in the seat of the pants Abby. yeah <laughs> opening our eyes <laughs> um, so tell us about you tell us about family about hobbies just all the things and then we'll get into the brand next but tell us about you what do you where do you live what do you do what makes you tick well so I am in Chicago um and I've lived here most of my life um I grew up in the suburbs I went to Northwestern which is like right outside of Chicago in Evanston so um, and I in the city my son will be impressed yeah. <laughs> well, I, I played sports, so I got Oh, him. he'll be even more impressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What sports yeah. did you play? I have to know that real quick. I, I played uh, lacrosse and I played field hockey as well. Okay. Okay. That's impressive. Like Those girls it. are legit. <laughs> well, we had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then I moved to the city um, and I've pretty much lived here um, except for a couple like short little stints um, other places my whole adult life, which is a long time now. Um, <laughs> and I've lived in a bunch of different neighborhoods in Chicago. Currently I live in Logan Square. So if anyone's familiar with Chicago, mm-hmm. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, great neighborhood. I actually just bought my first condo. Nice. I've been a renter like my whole life. And um it was actually during COVID that I felt oh, like okay. I was looking around at my apartment thinking I have never like put too much effort into my apartments because I always knew they were temporary. And I was so mm-hmm. tired of feeling like I didn't have like my like, a home. Mm-hmm. So I started looking in the spring and found this place and I'm so happy. I mean, you guys can That's see amazing. It. so much light. Yeah. That, yeah. That and that basketball, we're gonna need a picture of that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it's so beautiful. Did you like update it, or was it already updated? Or it was um a, a new construction building. So oh, um, okay, even better. Yeah, yeah, I really lucked out. Like I feel like I, I was living in a vintage apartment before this. It was you know like I didn't have control over heat or air, so I was hot all all summer and cold all winter and um, didn't have laundry, like just all these things that are like, I don't know. Not ideal. Yeah. Like, come on. (laughs) Um, and so to have this like brand new place is, it's amazing. Like the light is so amazing. Like doing my laundry just down the hall. is like, (laughs) so nice. That's awesome. (laughs) 
Fantastic. So what do you, what do you do in your spare time? What do you, um, do you still play lacrosse? <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. Um, let's see, what do I do in my spare time? I mean, so before I was, um, business owner, I was an elementary school teacher. So, um, I love to read. I, I like love kids. Um, and that was sort of my, like, I don't know, my passion, I guess. Like I, I just, so when we met you, is that what you were doing? You were an elementary school teacher. I taught second grade okay, uh, for most of my career for about 10 years. And yeah, so I was really, I was super passionate about just like the whole like childhood development, learn, helping mm-hmm. people read. Um, and eventually that obviously transitioned, but, um, I guess that has nothing to do with my spare time. Personal life. Um, other than just like being with family and friends, I feel like I just, am, I love traveling, obviously now COVID well, then, yeah. dying inside, but yeah. um, love to travel, love to explore new places. Um, especially like here in the city, it's really fun because, you know, every neighborhood is a little bit different and being able mm-hmm. to always experience something new here is, is great. Um, I, I miss going to church and like having the church community mm-hmm. experience, like it's been hard over zoom. Um, Are y'all still pretty closed down? Yeah. I mean, so in the city, like, I don't know how it is for you guys, but like if I go outside and you know walk up to the coffee shop or something to get coffee, yeah, everyone's wearing a mask. Like yeah. there's no, um, like no one on the sidewalks is maskless. And so mm-hmm. Everyone is taking it really seriously, which is really great. Um, and it's been nice weather. And so we're able to like eat outside and have mm-hmm. the social distance, but like, you know, very soon yeah. it's going to be cold. And That's, that option is going to go away. Yeah. So I think people have really took advantage of the summer and were out and about and did as much mm-hmm. as they could. But I think everyone now is a little bit like, okay, this is like our last coming. And then we're going to have to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Winters in Chicago are no joke. Yes. Yeah, they are no joke. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're, uh, we're, this is our first full hurricane season on the coast. Oh yeah. And, um, I don't know which is worse hurricane season or winters up North. Like it's, uh, we're currently, we're currently watching, watching a storm right now. Um, we're we're in the cone it doesn't feel very good to open up your weather app yeah the weather app and be in the red like it I'm I'm tired of that I'm ready so I'm sure you can you can relate to like the blizzards and the everything way more stressful because there's a lot of obviously destruction Destruction. yeah with cold it's just cold (laughs) well I mean and they say I mean our friend JJ uh, that lives in Rochester, Minnesota. I mean, she has said, she's like, you know, you get like that seasonal depression. I mean, you're inside, you can't go out. And I think that was like so hard about quarantine coming off of being so cold and being locked down, you know, through like February, March, and then all of a sudden COVID hits and it's just like extends. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Yeah, I think the, what people say here is the cloud cover is so intense that you just like, don't see the sun for days. Yeah, that's and so like cold is, you know, it's okay. That's, when you think about like Europe or some like really 
you know, mm-hmm. places you just picture people like in the sun, like Bum- yeah, yeah, bundled up, bundled up, yeah, and they're doing it. But like, it's just, it's like almost just depressing when you just don't see the sun for a few weeks. So yeah. that's what we have to look forward. To. <laughs> yeah, that sounds exciting. <laughs> Makes me yeah. want to come visit Mount December. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great place to you guys. Yeah. yeah. So what we're saying is she does not work for the travel bureau. Of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, I love it. Okay, well, tell us, um, okay, so you talked a little bit about your passion for kids. Tell us about fair trade. How did you become passionate about fair trade? And maybe also tell us what what fair trade means to you, how you would define fair trade. Okay, great questions. Um, Okay, let's see. I was first introduced to the concept of fair trade by my aunt, actually. Um, She opened a fair trade store in my hometown, gosh, it's really hard for me to think of how long ago it was, but probably 15 years ago, maybe. Wow. Um, and so that's, that was my first kind of intro to it and just learning about the kind of resourcefulness of different artists and groups around the world, the different materials people would use, um, certainly the impact it was having on people's lives. Um, but that's kind of like, I think maybe uh, that's kind of as far as my education with it went. And, um, and then I, so, okay, so I was teaching and um, I decided to, I was like kind of going through a, a real crossroads in my life and kind of like a difficult season of my life and decided to um, go to Tanzania and teach in Tanzania. And um, it was just for a few months, um, but it was really life-changing and I just totally fell in love with East Africa. I, um, I fell in love with the culture and the way it made me feel when I was there. I felt like I um, like got to kind of rediscover who I was like coming off of a really difficult season. And when I got back from that, I just, I remember, I literally remember landing in my layover in Paris and being kind of inundated with Western culture and feeling like, oh my gosh, it's gonna all slip away. Like my my experience is just gonna slip away, and I just like I, I don't want that to happen. You gotta hold on to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I um I really I just started praying kind of immediately when I got home. Okay, like this cannot be just a blip in my life. Like this has to be something that means something in my life. What what do you have for me? Like what is what was the purpose of all of this? And um probably like just a few weeks later <clears throat> is when I, I read a, um, what was it? I don't know. It's not a blog post, more like a devotional, you know, that she reads truth. I don't know. If yes. Uh huh. The proverb. Oh, I have their Bible. I love it. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. follow them anymore. So I wasn't sure if they still are doing it, but, um, yeah. Jessica, uh, Honiger, she did like a guest blog or something on there and talked about noonday. And I was like, Oh, like maybe this is like, you know, something like a little answer to my prayer. And, and it was so crazy the same day in my like personal Bible study that I was doing the Isaiah verse that knew that. The the, day, yeah. yeah. It came up in that. And I was like, Oh wow, this is mm-hmm. bizarre. like, what are the chances? For sure. God. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then I, like something else happened the next day. something with my mom, she had said something that was like, kind of like, wow, okay, these are like some pieces that are coming together. And anyways, long story short, I became a Noonday ambassador and um, that's how I met you guys and mm-hmm. uh, so many other amazing people. 
And it was really then through that experience that I kind of was reintroduced to the concept of fair trade and reintroduced to how it is impacting both you know, people here and people who are abroad making, making these products. Um, and it was honestly through Noonday that I met some other women who were kind of doing similar things that I was like the wheels were turning in my head about the people I had met in Tanzania and that people like Annie who was doing Sparrow Studio um, just really encouraged me to kind of like lean into what I was thinking and like explore it and, and really try. And so a couple years um, in 2016, I, I went back to Tanzania. I had been going back to Tanzania, but it was in 2016 when I went back with kind of the intention of seeing like, could this be possible? Is this mm -hmm. something that I can do from Chicago? Um, and I had just prayed like, okay, Lord, like if, if this is something you want me to do, like, let me meet or like, you know, establish one relationship that I feel like could really work. And mm -hmm. I came back from that trip feeling like I had established five different relationships. Wow. I felt like, okay, this is something that I really want to pursue. Mm -hmm. um, so, okay. Without like going like way too far into the story. Mm -hmm. um, the other question you asked is what fair trade means to me. And I, you know, I think obviously there's a, a definition that, you know, the fair trade federation puts out mm -hmm. and yeah. Uh, and I think, but I do think that people think about it in different ways. Like I, I'm sure you guys at you know, trunk shows and things like that, people have butchered the definition or had, <laughs> you know, different, mm -hmm. uh, different ideas of what it was, you know, and then they become educated about it. And same with me, I've had so many people, it's like, some people think it's charity. Some people think that's like mission work. So, you know, some people, I don't know, it's, there's all different types of ways people look at it. And for me, I think it's the way that business should be done just anyway, like it's just how things should go. Um, but we have to give a name to it because it's not how business tends mm. to go. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think one of the things that I really feel strongly about and one of the things that's, um, you know, one of my top guiding principles is just that the relationships I have with the people who make our products it's a, it's a mutually empowering relationship. Mm -hmm. I am not in business without them. And however, they are in business without me. You know what I mean? Like their business yeah. exists and they are doing their thing. And I am a customer of theirs mm -hmm. or, you know, a, a partner of theirs. And um, so I don't view it in any way as charity or even as um, this like pat on the back type of help it's like a, it's a mutual helpful relationship. Um, as much as I'm helping them, they are helping me. And together we're able to, you know, grow our businesses mm -hmm. and achieve our goals. Mm -hmm. yeah. like, I just, I wish that's how all businesses <laughs> were run, but yeah. Yeah. But it's sad because it's kind of like, this is a horrible example, but you know, like on a bag that you get, you know, like in a box and it's like, this is, John puts on your head this you could suffocate but it's like we have to put that on there because there are some people mm -hmm. out there that will I guess do that you know and it's like the same like what you just said we have to give it a name because sadly it's not like that's not how all businesses are ran and it's like you have to describe it label it put it out there to give people you know direction because they don't think to do that mm -hmm. or they try to cheat the system and treat people poorly but Exactly. Okay, there is a question. Yeah, watch me dig out. Oh, 
my class notes from uh, uh, we do we do a fair trade unit in my retailing class where we talk about fair trade, and um, I didn't want to butcher the quote, so I got out my notes to make sure that okay. Love it. You've probably heard it before, but it's the Nelson Mandela quote: "Fair trade does what we assume all businesses do." Mm-hmm. And the first time I heard that was when Bethany Tran with the Root Collective was speaking to my class, and she said that, and I, it just it was like he's just a smack in the face that. Um, you know, we just assume that all businesses take care of the people who are making their products in a way that goes, you know, and I think so many times we're like, oh, they're paid a a fair wage, Mm -hmm. but they're working in terrible conditions. They're not being, you know, they're not safe. They can't, they're maybe a living wage, but it's not enough to make, be able to plan for the future and so she said that and that that has made such an impact on me and and the other thing is I I think um I always use that quote because I I think for business students especially um at least my experience in teaching them is is they have that assumption too we we so for me in the classroom it's it's a great time to like get them thinking a lot of them are going to launch into careers especially at that age yeah supply chain or logistics or whatever and to get them thinking about you know how do I make sure that everybody in this process is is truly taken care of um beyond that so um anyway but that was when you said that I was like oh that Nelson Mandela quote is is exactly on point right there just well I think we want to we don't want to think about what our, we just want what we want. And it's like, we like the instant gratification and ignorance is bliss because once you know, you can't unknow. Mm -hmm. And I think, so some people don't want to know, but we need to know, like, I mean, we're fortunate only because of where and how we were born, you know, and it's, and by God's grace. And I don't even know why, like, you know, but it's, um, I think once like you talking about that, your aunt, Abby, introduced you to it, you know, 15 plus years ago and look how that has changed your life course Mm -hmm. just because she put the seed. So it's, I think the younger, the better, because we're so much more willing to learn and adapt. And I think that's so important. Yeah. I was, I mean, just with your students, Laura, it's like, even if they don't go into a job that Mm -hmm. has to do with supply chain or um, directly has something to do with fair trade, like just as consumers to be educated, you know, we all are consumers and I think our culture, it's so hard. Like we are constantly, I don't know about you guys, but my email almost every day is filled with mm-hmm. 30% off this yes. and off this, like just yeah. constant, like trying to get you to buy things at a cheaper price. You left something in your cart. Yeah. yeah <laughs> absolute constant. Yeah. Being inundated with that. And it's, it's just, it makes us think that we that prices should be a certain way or that you know I, I need to buy something because it's you know a ten dollar sweater or whatever mm-hmm. it is and it's I've bought ten dollar sweaters so it's not to say like we're all yeah. just gonna start buying you know three hundred dollars yeah. sweaters or something but there's just to be able to know what like to be able to think about okay well what goes into making a sweater and how are each of those you know people in the mm-hmm. supply chain being paid and treated and like why do I need a $10 sweater? Do I need 30 sweaters in my closet or do I need, you know, four that are are quality? Yeah, exactly. It's just because here's the deal. If you, if we saw that $10 sweater being made, none of us would buy it. And we would probably like 
go to whoever we could go to to get that place shut down because of the conditions mm-hmm. so yeah that's good okay so you came back from this trip in 2016 yeah. with about you said I think you said five partners that you felt good about so tell us how Abby Alley the brand um, was born from that tell us how you began what your idea was which by the way your logo is amazing I love it every time I everything see it. she has is amazing as in like it is some of the nicest quality it is beautiful do you design all of it let me just ask you that real quick mm-hmm. yeah guys I mean it is next level okay go ahead I'm sorry <laughs> oh okay so when I started I had really no idea what I was getting into and uh just no idea. So, okay. In 2016, I launched this online kind of shopping platform called Zuri Collection. Mm-hmm. And um, I was partnering with, started out as five, but it grew to probably eight, nine different groups. I was working with all in Tanzania, Kenya, and Uganda, right there in East Africa. But I was carrying things like clothing, um, baskets that you can see on my wall, mm-hmm. um, glassware, um, in addition to jewelry and handbags, just like all scarves, blankets, like all kinds of things, because it was all really beautiful. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what I was doing. And so um, I I learned a ton in those first couple of years. Um, I was really enjoying it. I felt like it was resonating with people. I was gaining some traction. Um, I was continuously meeting new, new partners as I was traveling back and forth. And I felt like in order for me to really grow the business, I needed to narrow down what I was really focused on. And um, at the time I really enjoyed the design process, um, but I wasn't designing everything with Zuri Collection. I was mostly buying what artisans were already making and only in a few cases was designing. And I felt like the relationships I had with the artisans where I was able to have design control were actually the artisans who I felt like were delivering the best quality. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like it was important to really nurture those relationships to be able to have um, longevity as opposed to just kind of like piecemealing things here and there. Mm-hmm. So um, in 2018, November of 2018, I rebranded and kind of relaunched my business as, as Abby Alley. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work with three different groups, two in Kenya, one in Tanzania, and we do just jewelry and handbags. Um, I design everything. Um, though I will say it is very collaborative. Um, like I don't have a design background. Um, and so I'm uh, based on your stuff, you don't need one. So <laughs> I, Honestly, so much of the credit goes to the people I work with. They are mm. incredible at taking like my pathetic sketches and <laughs> making them into right with you. Yeah. like I, it's amazing what they can do. And, you know, they know better, like the craft of actually making things. Like, I don't know mm. what it takes to, to, to stitch mm. things or to mold things I really don't and so they're able to kind of take my designs and say okay well I think this is possible or this is possible or what if we changed this so Mm -hmm. it is a very collaborative experience um and I'm so lucky that they are so talented Mm -hmm. um, because it's really it's really their work they're they're amazing Mm -hmm. so that's where we are today with three partnering with three groups all jewelry and handbags um 
and we'll see. I mean, never know if things will grow in different directions, but pretty happy with how things are right now. Are you strictly online? We are strictly online, but I do sell um, to like boutiques. Mm -hmm. stores, so um, yeah, find some things, yeah, in different states and things like that. That's awesome. Awesome. I love it. Um, I remember Zuri collection. When you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I remember that. I remember yeah. when you did that. Um, that is, that's amazing. And I, I, again, I keep going back to things that I've heard Bethany say too, um, but she says she has a, um, she says the best piece of business advice that she's ever get, gotten was niche is rich mm-hmm. and broad is broke. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about oh that, um, figuring out how exactly um, to to taper it down. Cause I, I feel like I would be the same way. I'd be like, yes, yes. To all the things. Yes. Do you spring yeah. them? They're beautiful. I it all. It was all beautiful. And yeah. I was like, people will like this, but yeah. it's really hard to, yeah. To really share with people what I was doing and to yeah. like, your get mind. your point across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And now I think like the design aesthetic is pretty consistent and people kind of mm-hmm. know what to expect and um, when people know they can go to you to get a quality handbag and beautiful quality jewelry like I mean they know what they're getting from you yeah which is perfect you know yeah I love it um okay so tell us so that's kind of how we got to Abby Alley tell us about some of the products you said you've got three groups in that you're working with um two in Kenya and one in Tanzania so tell us a little bit about the groups and about the products that they make so yeah. that when everyone heads over to abbyalley.com to shop, they'll know exactly the stories behind the products too. Totally. Okay. So I'll start with um, the first group, the one, the, the relationship that goes the furthest back. Um, and that is with this guy named Tom. And he is, he lives in Nairobi, Kenya. And um, he and I actually met over Instagram, which is crazy. And then we met in Tanzania. He, he came from Nairobi. I was in Arusha, Tanzania, and he came to meet me in Arusha and had, you know, a carload of his products. So we could take a look That's I amazing. in person. Yeah. Um, and yeah, over coffee, we kind of decided we came up with like a, a new um, sketch for something and um, the partnership just kind of started from there. And his story um, he is, his family is Maasai from the Maasai tribe. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a very large family. Um, as you guys may know, um, oftentimes uh, the men in the community are, uh, have multiple wives. And so he has- Not ideal. Tons yeah. of brothers and sisters, tons of cousins, just tons of people in his family. And um, he was realizing that so not everyone in his family like went to formal uh, schooling and mm-hmm. um, oftentimes, um, you know, families don't have the funds to be able to send all their children to school. Um, sometimes um, the children don't necessarily want to, or they'll go through a few mm-hmm. grade levels and decide they want to kind of stay home and do um, more of the, the work around the house and things like that. And so um, he was, he was fully educated, went to college and, um, was working in the business world and was funding a lot of his nieces and nephews um, schooling and was realizing that uh, a lot of his sisters, cousins, aunts were having a hard time um, being able to generate an income for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so he literally learned how to make bags um, over YouTube 
and <laughs> no, no joke. He learned everything over YouTube and he became a leather bag maker. That is um, incredible. He's an incredible designer. Do anything on YouTube, y'all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's amazing. So he's an amazing designer himself. And, um, he's got so much talent. Like this was meant to be like, I don't, I'm, I think it was like, just, you know, something in him that was like, he always wanted to try and then kind of saw this opportunity where he was like, okay, the women in my, in my village, they have this skill of beadwork and why can't we use this to help them generate an income? So, um, his, his main business is actually doing belts and dog collars and the women bead the, the belts and the dog okay. collars. And then he also has a bag business himself and, um, the women in his village, they do all the beadwork and, um, and so not only, you know, can they work from home and they have their flexible schedule, um, but now they're able to generate their own income and learn, learn more business skills and things like that. So it really is a family business that made him start this. Um, so he's amazing and he makes, um, the majority of our bags, I would say, um, like the bag you have, Jonna, he makes that one. I have the Ellen guys. It is literally the most beautiful bag I've ever owned. So, Thanks. And, and I, I can't even really take credit for that one. He, so he goes from that to dog collars. I mean, that is a well-versed man. I mean, that is amazing. Yeah. He's incredible. Um, and he's like just a delight to work with. Um, mm -hmm. he, got so much design flair himself that like if I come to him with Love an it. idea you know he's he gets really excited and um yeah he's great uh, he can even like, it's like we can have a phone conversation and he's like I can already picture it now and so he's great. oh um, he sounds like my people <laughs> yeah. yeah and then okay so that's one of the groups and then another group also in Nairobi um was started by a woman named Isabel and she um you know she was born and raised in uh, Kenya and uh, she was an accountant, actually, um, and similar to a lot of stories I hear here in the States, she was sitting at her desk and was feeling like, what am I doing? Like, I don't enjoy this job, like, stop wow. reading to me, and she really wanted to do something that just felt like had a deeper purpose, and um, so she started a, a workshop, and it's literally across the street from her house, where she and her husband live and she employs people right there who make bags and then she does um, more contract work with with jewelry makers so we work with a lot of different jewelry makers around the city mm -hmm. um, and yeah she she just really wanted to do something to I think like in her heart she felt like there are so many people in my community who can't find work that really pay the bills and that mm -hmm. really give them mm -hmm. a life that they deserve even mm -hmm. though they have the skill and so she was like, there's gotta be a way to, to do something about that. That's so amazing. I love working with her because her, you know, her dream is very similar to mine and, mm -hmm. um, she's like about my age and she's just an amazing woman. So that's really we, cool. We do all of our jewelry and some of our bags. Mm -hmm. And then the third group, the one in Tanzania is actually a nonprofit. Um, and you can like, read about them on our website. They're called Pomoja Tunawesa. And it's a boys and girls club. Um, and it was started by two Tanzanian men who kind of grew up um, on the streets or just kind of like in a very at-risk situation. And there was a similar type of boys and girls club for them when they were kids, but it no longer existed as they grew up into adulthood and really wanted to do something to give back to 
kids who are in their similar circumstance. Um, so it's a great organization. They um, do outreach, obviously, to let kids know that they exist. Um, they do programming at their kind of community center with just like health education. Um, they do like, especially with COVID, they've been doing a lot of stuff mm -hmm. with that. Um, mm -hmm. They um, do like nutritional education, <clears throat> just, you know, it's kind of um, informal type education, but then also try to fill in the gaps. Exactly. Um, sports and games with them, things like that. But then they started this little workshop on the side. So um, kind of kids who are 15, 16, 17, kind of nearing that like age appropriate job age. Um, yeah. Teach them how to make um, uh, jewelry. I wish I had it in front of me so I could show you, but um, there, there are message bracelets on our website. Oh, yes, yeah. Very simple little brass cups. And then there's like a message stamped into yeah. it. Um, and also we do necklaces with them as well. So that's what they make. Um, and then $5 from every purchase of those. Also, I donate back to their organization just to supplement a little bit. With Reinforce it. That's amazing. So they're really cool. Yeah. So those are the three groups they work with. That's amazing. Um, how often do you get to go and visit? I mean, pre, let's pre-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that we say is pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, I was going like once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. um, trying to be more on the twice a year schedule. Mm -hmm. um, so I was teaching up until 2018. So when mm -hmm. I was teaching, I um, would go in the summers and I would just go once a year. Mm -hmm. But then when I stopped teaching, I was going twice a year just because I had a little bit more flexibility. Yeah. Uh, and flight prices are a lot cheaper during the school year than <laughs> in the summers. Yeah. Of course they are. <laughs> yeah. So that worked out well. But yeah, now, now since COVID, I was supposed to go in um, the summer, but obviously yeah. no. so yeah soon That's yeah awesome. I love I love the like the job training aspect of your group in yeah. the group that you work with in Tanzania I just that that is so important um you know yes. I think we hear a lot about the importance of education the importance of education in these uh, resource limited areas of the world and yes education is so important but if they finish with school and still don't have a skill it's really hard to to utilize that education um in so many areas i know in haiti that was definitely true we would pour money into the schools and then they would finish you know school and there were no jobs and so um i love i love that tie-in it's just for the long term um thinking about the good the other thing is life skills exactly it's just coping i mean the other thing that's really cool about that organization, they opened a bed and breakfast right there in town. Um, the town is where Mount Kilimanjaro is. And so there's a lot of tourism that comes in and out. Mm -hmm. Not right now, but in general. Yeah. And um, so they have this B&B that is like what funds the program. Yeah. So it's kind of like a self-funded nonprofit. So mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just, I love it because those two men have done a great job of thinking about kind of all the aspects of it that's that's amazing yeah but yeah I love it okay so uh we usually kind of wrap up with with some advice so for someone who's listening to our conversation and they're like oh this is this is all new information I really want to be more intentional about 
my purchasing? What, what advice do you give to someone who wants to make that shift from kind of like the fast fashion consumable, um, and dollar sweater, you know, (laughs) yeah, that mentality to, you know, just being, being more intentional. How, how do you go, how do you go about that? Yeah. Well, I feel like there's a few things. I think first, um, nobody is doing it a hundred percent of the time. And so like, even, even the the most amazing sustainable bloggers out there, like nobody is doing this a hundred percent of the time, um, myself included. So I think not to get too overwhelmed with like having to kind of throw everything out and start over and like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's little by little, it's like every choice is an opportunity. And so you're not going to get it right. hundred percent of the time. I'm certainly not going to get it right. hundred percent of the time. And that's, that's okay. We just need people who are willing to try. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I always say that like the next time you have to buy a gift mm-hmm. is a great opportunity to start because there's so many great fair trade options for gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I mean, another place to start is, you know, the next time you have to buy, um, I don't know, a new pair of shoes or whatever it is yeah. just to, to even, even if you don't end up buying fair trade, but just to do the research of where you mm-hmm. could buy fair trade and then you can make the choice you want to yeah. make. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's like every time we have an opportunity to buy something new, then if you can at least consider that, that. yeah, get yeah out there because at some point you might choose that option yeah I love that I love that you said every every choice is an opportunity that's really good we'll probably we'll probably turn that into a graphic for you yeah because <laughs> that yeah. is it's true um and like you said no one's doing it a hundred percent of the time yeah. um you know finding areas where you can make small changes have can have big impact for people. So I have to tell you one thing I was super excited about because I mean, I've followed you for years and I had purchased from Zuri Collection way back and I've even, you know, well, not even, I've bought things from Abby Alley, the brand. And, um, but I was so excited because I mean, I'm like every other basic person out there. I love influencers and yeah. there's certain ones that I love. And one of them that I absolutely love is Beth Chapo with Sears Sucker and Saddle. And she has always, she just has the funkiest, coolest style. And one day she shared this, um, brass cuff, I guess it was maybe, was that what it was? It was, uh, like the, yeah. Yes. Well, no, it was the one that was, I feel like open a little bit, like, um, it was like more the solid piece. Yep. Yeah. So she's sharing it. I'm like, oh, that is beautiful. And because she normally wears like all these, like, is it that Roxanne Asulian, like colorful bracelets. And I love those, but I also just like more like staple pieces. And she shared, I was like, oh, that is beautiful. And then she shared, she was like, yeah, this is Abby Alley. I was like, shut up. Like (laughs) this is, um, I was so excited. And so, you know, and she, I just thought that was so cool. And it's so smart because that's someone that has a wide audience of people that are already easily influenced like myself and are willing to invest in some nicer pieces. And I mean, I just think that's so smart because it's not like she, everything she wears is fair trade. Everything she does is, you know, and I would never even look at her as someone that's like, 
a fair trade representative. I mean, I think she just has phenomenal style, Mm -hmm. but then seeing her promote that really excited me. And then with the black lives movement, seeing people really start to highlight, um, black owned businesses and her sharing, um, like basket companies from like West Africa. And I'm just like, this is exciting. Like Mm -hmm. it's people are waking up. Exactly. And that, I think that's, she's a great example where she's someone, I mean, if you guys don't follow her, uh, do it. Really yeah. do. She's like, I have her cookbook. It's amazing. Yeah, need to go. <laughs> so she's, good. It's so good. She's one of those influencers where it's like you, she somehow is genuine. Like she really appealing to everyone. Yeah. yeah. She's just a great gal. And, um, and yeah, like most of her clothing is either, you know, it was just from name brands that we know, mm-hmm. um, but then she'll, she'll also support small businesses and she loves to support things that are giving back or mm-hmm. things that have a cause or a purpose or some kind of meaning women owned. Like she really, mm-hmm. that, that really is her heart. And so I think mm-hmm. she's a great example of someone where it's like her whole wardrobe isn't fair trade, but mm-hmm. you know, every, she does like to support when she can. And so that's, yeah. That's like a great attitude to have. Like whenever when I- she wears that bracelet or her bracelets all the time, like even when she's not like promoting it or sharing it, like, and I think that's the thing that we even talked about with Karen. It's like moving away from this charity mentality and really realizing you're not getting just a macrame bracelet, you know, that was made, you know, to support children. You know, it's like, no, you're getting a quality piece that exactly. is supporting a family is, and that's like the additional, like, you know, the purse that I have, I wouldn't have bought it if I didn't find it beautiful, you know? And it's like, you want to get stuff that you really like. And absolutely. That's, that's really what I'm probably the most proud of is I feel like the quality of our pieces, like I like wholeheartedly believe in them because the people that I work with, they're so talented and I just, mm-hmm. I think the quality is so exceptional. And so I feel yeah. really good about selling them. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it easier to sell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. For sure. Cause you don't want to sell them and then them sit in someone's closet. That's I think right. the, the old, old school fair trade mentality yeah. is yeah. it's a charity purchase, but I'm never going to wear yeah. this or whatever, but um, to actually see people using their products that they are purchasing that are empowering people is pretty amazing. Well, and that, that almost ensures too repurchases, you know, like of different products. It's like, you know, the quality you're going to get. Um, so you're not scared to give it as a gift. You're not scared to, you know, so. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So all this talk about purchasing, we have some exciting news. Abby, high corn. <laughs> has generously given our listeners a discount code y'all it is 20% off of your purchase on at abbyalley.com and that's a-b-b-y-a-l-l-e-y.com abbyalley.com um, and you can also find abby at abby alley yeah, on instagram. instagram is um it's abby alley underscore the brand a it's very frustrating that handle well, there's no yeah. other like I was searched long and hard for different combinations of Abby Alley and it's just I'll take him one that's like just Abby Alley like how it should be is a person who's never posted that it's always <laughs> the case you need to DM on be like will you I give tried, up your I tried. yeah like, can I buy it from you like yeah uh. Abby Alley underscore the brand yeah so 
still her site is so aesthetically appealing. And so go on a deep dive on there, read about their story. Yes. Yes. I have some things on my cart right now. Got some gifts, some shopping for. So 20% off of your, your purchase. And this code is all things good, all caps. And you can use this through the end of 2020 because hello (laughs) y'all get yourself something that you survived 2020. Treat yourself, treat yourself. Treat yourself for surviving. (laughs) And I mean, this is a great opportunity to, I mean, find a purse that you want, send it to your husband and send him the code, you know, like add that to your Christmas list. Yes. Do it. Do it. Abby, thank you so much. This has been yes. so good. Thank you guys. So fun. I love all the stories behind the products. Um, yeah. I love, I love the, the heart behind the products. I love hearing your perspective on why this is important, why you um, have gone this direction with, with your life. Um, that was, that was a hard, hard left turn there from elementary school education. <laughs> Sure God is faithful. I mean, you're the perfect example of God's faithfulness. And I mean, you ask for one and he gives you five connections, you know, it's like, it's yeah. when he, it's what you want, what he wants you doesn't, doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but no, it's going to be worth it. I mean, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it, Abby. Thank you so, so. Yes. Thanks guys. Okay. You have a good day. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. What a fun conversation with Abby. I wish you all could have seen her beautiful face and just her countenance. She has the sweetest spirit. So we're so thankful that she reached out to us and gave us the nudge to do this whole series. And we're also incredibly grateful that she has been so generous with her discount code for the rest of the year. And that is all things good, all capital letters, all things good. And you get 20% off your total order over at abbyally.com and that's a-b-b-y-a-l-l-e-y.com so check it out uh, put this bookmark this site for Christmas make sure you make a note of the discount code so that you can use that as well I have I have a cart full of stuff y'all I've got to narrow it down it's a real situation So be back with us next week. We're having another conversation with our dear friend, uh, Shannon Risenfeld with Mango in Maine. So join us next week. We'll talk to you soon. Settle down, girls.